We go, we all right. We go, we all right. We go, we all right. We gonna be okay. We gonna be okay. I'm like, okay, it's all right. I'm sure that's some retrograde energy, but hey, it's okay, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm working. I'm 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 in I'm in go mode. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out, like I always keep saying, what my balances need to be right now. I'm I'm excited to have this conversation, but I've been going all day, and, and yeah. I'm happy to close with this. This is exciting. Okay, okay. So let's try to make this not feel like work. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just gonna chop it up. Like I got notes, but I ain't really looking at them off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you and me, but I got some in case we need it. Okay, 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 okay. So if the if the energy calls for that, you know, uh-huh. we gonna, we gonna take it there because yeah. I'm sure everything we have to say is still rooted in that spirit. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so all right, let's 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 talk then. All right, you say you ain't really want to facilitate, so let me let me let me do that. Let me do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I can because I hit you up to be honest, so I can tell where I came from and then let you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to pay homage since I'm in the space, you know. Uh, you know, so I just, in this time, a lot more people want to be in conversation, be in discourse about systems of violence, about blackness, about police, about all that shit. Right. Um, and so, you know, in doing this work, I kind of made intentional choices to not be on platforms as much as I was trying to build myself up. Uh, but, like, this, the time is pulling more out of me, but, but I wanted to be in conversations. Uh, so the conversation I really want to have uh, there's not really too many people that can talk to both spaces uh, with me in the way that you do so well and, and that you're going to do. Uh, so I really want to have the conversation about abolition and, t- you know, be in the framework of these big systems. But I also want to talk to the to the community and to the streets a little bit more because uh, I feel like people feel there's a void of that. And for me, it's so central, but I don't be talking a lot. So I just want to do it with you. Uh, so my little title is... Community violence, abolition, and calls for accountability. That's kind of my framework. Uh, but I didn't want to talk by myself. I wanted to come talk to you. So I'm grateful that you invited me on your platform. We just going to chop it up. Because I know niggas be talk- asking questions all the time. And I know you be trying to keep people in order. And that's a lot to do by yourself. So I'm, I'm here to try to help. You know what I'm saying? That's love. OK, so tell me again the title, because I'm going to try to put pen it here. What okay. you just said. Yeah. I'm calling it. I'm calling it community violence, abolition, and cause for accountability. Okay, what show do we say right here? Damon underscore AF. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> I, I always read that as ass fuck, even though I know it's April Fools. Uh-huh. I, I invite that confusion. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm gonna let you kick from there. I, I just wanted to 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 not have you in the dark. Uh, but, but yeah, it's your world, sis. How you feeling? All right. So, all right, let's talk about it. You said community violence, abolition, and call for... Calls. I see, I see I'm, I might not... Calls. Okay. Yeah, calls, calls for accountability. Calls for accountability. Okay. Well, that's giving us a lot to talk about. That's giving us... Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. So with that, we could just chop. We can go, we can go everywhere with that. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, so, okay. Well, let's, let's, let's kick it off like this thing. All right. So we are going into uh, a series of mass trainings mm-hmm. about defunding CPD. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and about grounding people in the politics of abolition and the mm-hmm. politics of defunding the police, right? Yep, yep. Uh, which is very exciting because we've been doing this uh, this work together for, for quite uh, some time. And I think for quite some time, it felt very uh, far-fetched. And right now, it's a lot more, <laughs> <laughs> right now, it feels a lot more tangible. Um, and it seems like the energy has finally, uh, the, the energy that we've brought into spaces is starting to just kind of permeate the, the country and the world. So that's pretty powerful. Um, so I want us to, to think about the energy that we are building upon um, and, and how that puts us, what, what, where does that put us in, in position today? Um, so thinking about, we just celebrated Juneteenth, yeah, um, on, a, on a massive scale, some shit we've never seen before. I just shot a video uh, a couple of years ago on Juneteenth, um, and I remember how few people I hit up knew what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> um, and it was like, I, I don't know what you're celebrating, you know what I'm saying? So it's a whole different energy and, and education that's happening right now that's really beautiful. Um, so we celebrate Juneteenth, and then we have um, the 4th of July coming up, and we are going to do these this weekend of mass trainings. All right, so all of this talks about war. <laughs> um, um, and, and it's incredible to me how the conversation of war gets left out of the conversation of the Declaration of Independence or the Emancipation Proclamation mm, um, mm. and what the real implications of war means for people who are going to and returning from war um, and then people being descendants of war, um, which we are <laughs> in this country. So I think that if we think about how long America has been at war with with its idea of what freedom is um, and who freedom is for and who liberty uh, is is accessible to in this country. Um, then we know that war has been a big part of it. Violence has been a big part of it. Like no, there was a, a law in, uh, in America that said that uh, there was no laws there was no rights that black men had that could be that were you know a white man was bound to respect um so when we think about a whole community a whole generation of of men who have gone to war and then are told by the people who they went to war for and won war for (laughs) um or if they fought against them and had to be returned to to their country under their control again have have lost a, a war against the very people who now govern them. Then um, what does that do to the spirit of, of black manhood? Uh, what does that do to to the institution of a family? Right, we've never seen this this country be intentional about uh, cultivating family, not just for black people, but for white people also. <laughs> um, so I talked a little bit about what what's happened to the black man. The black woman has been forced to nurse kids uh, of a different race and and have her body experimented on for 
the sake of science or for white women or, or what have you. We've had our agricultural labor and our reproductive labor, our manual labor exploited by this country in so many different ways. Um, so I, I think about really all of what war means for, for, for black men and for black women, for, for us particularly to be having this conversation right now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's perfect. That's perfect. Cause um, that's really what we're talking about is the infrastructure, the impact of war and how do we liberate ourselves from it? I think it's very easy to like have this glorified notion of war because we live in war based societies. Uh, but like, we don't recognize that we are constantly at war. It's being unnamed, right? So, so the, I'm glad you set this historical perspective of America's based in war, and then Black people's position in America has been completely shaped by war. But we don't name it as we're living in war in war times and war zones right now. Um, and so, you know, in both institutional and non-institutional ways. So, from the state, from the government, from the pigs, but also in the streets, and just like. I just really want to start pulling out more and forefronting for people that that's the same thing and that policing is a war, right? Like that is an army, that is a military, that is a militia. Um, and that also, right, like we are the victims, we are the children, we are the descendants of war and we are traumatized by it, right? And so once you then see civil wars uh, or internal conflict or, or, or tribes, you know, um, in dismay or, or in, in turmoil, right? It, with, with this backdrop of war that shapes our day-to-day -day life. I just want people to be able to name that more. Cause what I feel is like, you know, I'm saying calls for accountability. And usually what people think we're talk I'm gonna be talking about is people want us to hold teenagers accountable with guns. And like, yeah, I don't want nobody to shoot nobody, right? So I'll start with that. Uh, but when I say accountability, uh, I wanna hold people accountable for their anti-blackness in these times of war. Uh, Cause like what I hear, particularly for people with platforms, right? Is that we're traumatized, we're heartbroken. And instead of seeing it, instead of naming like the whole thing, it is going back to blaming black people for being pathological. Uh, and so just in this conversation, I want niggas to know that the news has been sending you off the entire time, your whole life. Um, and it affects the way we talk about each other, the way we think about each other. Um, and so when I say abolition and talking about getting rid of the police, uh, I am talking about ending violence. And that also means the violence that because my community is over, right? Like people, that's what really blows me, you know, when we try to talk about this, people then come to us, like we don't know people are getting shot, right? Like, like we did not come from that experience. Like that didn't push us to this, right? Like that, like that does not completely frame our, our, like we're ignorant, right? Like we coming from somewhere else. And when we're talking about the police, we don't know that they get called because there's shooting going on. Uh, and so, you know, just like a little anecdote of like, before we already had this plan, but it happened right on my way home. I was coming from a little rally thing doing a beach uh, and it was an older lady and it was something about like housing, right? It was about um, ending eviction and like some real radical stuff around housing, old black lady. Uh, and I gave her a list of the demands and, you know, thing around defund CPD and like told her and they was all cool. And I started walking off and she like kind of called me back uh, and said, okay, you talking about defund CPD. When, when in this are you going to talk about the black on black killing each other? And I said, that's exactly what this is. Uh, and then like, she like, oh, okay. And then I walked away. Uh, so that's kind of just like the backdrop I want to put for this. I feel like people 
view it as a dichotomy or view it as this or other. Or when I was, you know, I don't know if everybody know, but like about a month ago, I had a situation of protest was, was, was arrested. And when I was in the police station, they kept saying, what about the other side? Right. And so they view the violence in the street as something separate from them and they have no accountability for it. And black people internalize that and then blame black people for how white supremacy has shaped our environments. Uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about that and get niggas to stop responding to trauma with anti black Okay, so... I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot. I want to break it down <laughs> and get more simple. That was just my intro paragraph. I just want to talk, though. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that was that was a lot, but that was a lot. That, that was necessary for our foundational, like, where we are, right? Because a lot of us enter this conversation on different land. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Way over here, you way over there. You can't even hear me, um, <laughs> you know. So, all right. So we can say that we are on the same page there, right? So we know that we are, we are, we are at war, right? So one thing you said to to me that I, I want to pull out is the whole time you were talking about anti-blackness and mm-hmm. how you want to be so radically like against people who are anti-black, right? Mm-hmm. Not just necessarily against white people, but people who behave, who perpetuate anti-blackness. And there seems to be this idea that as black people, we cannot be opposed to other black people who perpetuate Mm. anti-blackness. Like, because we are black, we take their, their, that's just it. (laughs) There's no, there's no complexity to us. Um, This idea of unity, I think is, is kind of detrimental and, and mm. that's, mm. that's deep. That's a bar. You hear me? You hear me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, like the idea that, that there are calls for accountability, like we are making those calls for accountability also. Yeah. So when we say that, um, like I, the, the best way I think I've put it recently was someone was saying that um, a lot of people were saying, turn the person in who killed the three-year-old, killed the one-year-old, killed the 13-year-old, turn them in. Um, and it's interesting to me that it's it's not uh, any different form of violence. Like like George Floyd, it was, it was us seeing the knee on the neck, which, which was different than us seeing just, you know, someone being shot. Um, we are seeing the exact same violence, but it, it's dependent upon which Black person you kill that we... Uh, that we have this visceral reaction to. Um, so even with the police, like it's dependent upon which black person you kill. Were they resisting? Were they um, docile? Were they someone who um, played the violin to cats? Like were they, you know, it's just like we have these criteria of who we, who we show up for, who our unity is for. Um, and then we believe that our, the only way we can show unity when we dissent to how someone behaves in, in our own community is by saying, lock them up. Yeah. And then we have this unity there because I'm, I'm, I agree with you that something has to be done. I just don't agree with you on what has to be done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. You know, so it's like, if maybe if we start there, I do agree with you. Absolutely. Something has to be done. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. Um, but then what has to be right. done it becomes a whole different question and who gets to do it so Which is a lot you of tell me 
exactly. It's a lot of hard work and we do not want, I don't think we want that work. We want to give it off to the prison system, which is exactly what white people did. Like they gave, they give their own people off to the prison system too, their own undesirables, right? So um, we have fell into that. And, and I think we just, you know, people keep telling me you need to lock them up and throw away the key. And I'm like, well, what if you didn't have someone to lock them up and throw away the key, then what? Um, and if you didn't have someone to call, then what, what would you do? You keep asking me, well, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? You know, when I have a grown man asking me, well, if someone comes into my store with a gun and, you know, what do I, you're going to call the police. If someone in your store with a gun, that's what your reaction going to be in that moment <laughs> is to call the police. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do? You know, like me and all the time ask me, well, well, what are, what are we going to do about the rapists? And it's interesting to me that it's men. It's men who are likely perpetuated rape in some form in their lives, asking me this question. What are and we people don't do talk about, about the rapists? Like, what do you do right now about the rapists? Who are, who are your homeboys? Who are the people you hang out with every day? Who are your favorite artists? Like, what, are you, what do you do about the rapists right now? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and people only say that when we start to criticize police. And actually, people don't name that as much. People talk about the shooting um, and, and not recognizing that, first of all, the system perpetuates violence and rape. And we don't we only talk about what's on the news. So the only violence we want to talk about is the ones that white people or white institutions or corporations. We only got to talk about white people. Corporate state power. Um, the, the way that they perpetuate information, it does not talk about the, the sexual violence that black women are experiencing. It is not talking about um, um, the disappearing of young girls. It is not talking about the disappearance of black trans women. So when we say get rid of the police, that violence never gets talked about. The only violence that gets talked about is the one that's profitable, which is that black men and black boys are crazy and scary and they drive down property value and they need to be contained. Uh, and that's the reason why we don't invest in communities is because they are such a danger. That's and that the only they thing. are murderers and rapists. Yeah. That they yeah. are murderers and rapists. And this has been the, the, the longest standing trope that has been used to oppress us. Uh, and, and it's remarkable that it still has the same weight behind it today as it, as it always has to say, well, well, what are we doing about, the, what are we going to do about the murders and rapists? That's exactly what the argument against slavery abolition was. Like, yeah. And we're doing nothing about it. <laughs> That's our whole point, is that it, this is not doing it. And, and I would say Chicago is actually the perfect example of how the best, how investing in policing actually perpetuates murder, right? Because people always say, what about Chicago? And we say, get rid of the police. But then no one ever like Googles, how many cops does Chicago have? Oh, Chicago has the most police per capita of any major city. So maybe it's actually a correlation that investing only in police does not solve the problem. Uh, uh, but like, I just want to, I heard you say it. I want to say it again. I need everybody to hear it, right? Like, I despise and am heartbroken by gun violence. I want it to stop and I want to figure out solutions. I want to just establish a basic abolitionist principle of how we look at history in our world. Incarceration and police is slavery and torture explicitly right like not a metaphor not a poem not a you know not a stump speech not a you know brother man the white man done Plymouth rocked on you no like literally constitutionally it is it is torture and and slavery i don't believe anyone should experience that yes that also includes people who shoot people right now we need to have solutions but let's start from i don't think the solution to anything 
is torture and slavery. And once you say, lock them up, or once you put out a bounty, or once that's another thing the cops are really uh, trying to tell me to do more, right? Is that, you know, it's, I forgot which guy they named, but anytime it's another one on the other side, that's what they kept trying to say, separate community violence from their possession, uh, is anybody on the other side, there's this one guy who shows up, he puts up a, a bounty, right? Like literally using the word bounty. Um, and so why don't we give, if we got 10,000, we should maybe give that to a family, right? Like there's a mother that then lost their child. Um, and just think, changing our solution, uh, changing our thinking and naming anti-blackness, right? That, that's the first level is that incarceration and police is slavery and torture. No matter what horrible thing happens, using that as a response is going to make it worse on a collective level. Uh, and, and so when I say that it is anti-blackness, I am saying you are calling slavers to come respond to our tragedy. We are in trauma right and you are going to bring the origin of our trauma to as the response. Uh, yeah, so that's just one one boom that like, let's go from there whenever we wanna have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, and, and I wanna to, to add to that and say that um, what policing actually looks and feels like in mm -hmm. our communities is, is very important. Um, and and what those implications are for our relationships to each other mm, mm, mm. Um, it's very important. So when we talk about slavery, it's very easy for us to imagine then um, what people or, or how grotesque that that feeling of being enslaved must have been, and and you, you understand why people have uprisings and why people will want to kill their masters and why people will become violent in a system like that. You understand it. It is clear to you. Uh, for some reason, we do not understand this system as being that violent, um, as, as using a lot of the same exact tools to separate families, to uh, make sure that there is no attainment of generational wealth. You know, I think it's remarkable to me how when we talk about slavery uh, a lot, it, it feels like it's re it's resistant to really call it out for how it how it made black people completely unable to earn wealth for generations for someone's whole entire life. You could work your whole entire life. Your children could work their whole entire lives and never earn a penny, never earn anything. Uh, so, so to think about that and to think about the prison system today, you, you're telling me that you are arresting someone, you are going to then incarcerate them for 50 years. My brother is on a 50 year sentence, or well, he won't do a 50 year sentence. He coming home, I'm gonna get him back. I'm gonna hand him that 50 years back, but we're gonna go get him. But, but to, to think the absurdity of that, that you would tell someone's mother, you would tell someone's sister, that you are going to kidnap them for the next 50 years. They will not be able to earn any money that they can significantly do anything to help their children or your family at all. You are going to take someone out of a position to be do, able to do anything for themselves or for their family. Or to repair the harm that they've done. Or to repair any harm that, that was <laughs> caused in the process. Like, But this is your idea of justice. This is your idea of liberty, of a of a judicial system, it, do, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I think that we forget that we never consented to this. Uh, 
you know, the we, we never consented to this. So they say that like, we should go vote and stuff now. And it's like, well, I never consented to be governed by this government in the first place to tell me to now vote on a certain law, on a certain politician. I never, I never, no one in my lineage ever agreed to this government. When you formed yourself a government, it was on me being a slave. You, you know, you... you <laughs> You, 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 I, I never consented to this. And, 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 and so, boom, you keep giving these great historical backdrops, right? Of like, this, this, this society is non-consensual, right? And so consent is a buzzword now. People now know how to say that. People understand what that looks like. We still fucked up. Niggas still tweaking, right? But like, that, that, that's, that's something that people can latch on to, right? So let's stay with that. So we understand consent as a value, right? Like everyone should have sovereignty and autonomy over their body. The police, the people that we pay in every interaction they have are violating people's physical consent, right? Like that is what it means to arrest someone is to take them without their consent. And so just if that's something else you need to be able to be confident and hey, we need to get rid of this shit, right? Like the news every day is going to try to reframe this and reform this in a way where you keep having faith and belief and we need this system. I, I, I want, in listening to Bella and Damon, just give you some vocabulary because I feel like that's what people need. People get really unconfident with it. Like, I don't know the words to say. The, the police are a violation of consent. Prison is sexual violence, right? This is something I heard Miriam Cobb say, and I was tweaking that I never thought of it, right? Like, we think of, like, the, the, the horrific, like, violent, like, shower scene type of sexual violence when we think of prison, and that happens too, and that's also terrible. Uh, but every inmate and almost every family family member procedurally, like the norm, is to violate their body. That is sexual violence. Every, if that person didn't time. have a mask or didn't have a gun on and just did that procedure on the street, or you just or you just have to go into a regular building, right? Like if you just went downtown to you know get your tax returns or whatever, and somebody felt you up like that, you would call that sexual violence. And that is the norm of our state. That is what the, the government that we did not consent to that has this authority to do this. And they do this every day. That's another thing. You, like, yo, man, consent. Yeah, this shit is a violation of consent um, in every term. You spin. Keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that, that people will. And I think it's it's maybe because we have such different experiences because of the construct of race. Um, that when we talk about just real violations of, of humanity, of like my personhood, uh, that it is so, you can only see it through the lens of race. You really don't have any other understanding through which to view it. Whereas I'm viewing it just through the lens of why the fuck can you come to my car with a gun? Because you say I didn't use a turning signal. I'm sorry. Who the fuck, like, mind your fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, <laughs> that's how I am in that moment. You know, it's not about, it, you know, and now because I understand or I have some language and have some historical context, I can make it what they make it about. But it's, not, it's, it's who the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, what's wrong with you? Like, first of all, why am I pulling over? Because you put some lights on. Like, you know, the whole shit is like, I didn't... I, no, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in my business. You can mind yours. Like, yeah. <laughs> this whole premise, I don't nature. agree with. I don't agree with any of this. <laughs> Nobody does. Low key, until you get trained to. Nowhere in nature is that shit cool. There is not one mammal that wants to be stopped, that wants to be trapped, that wants to be caught. It is a, it is a natural instinct, right? And so, so much of the, the, the deaths that we see is saying, oh, they were resisting arrest and they were trying to flee. That is the human biological what's the word mammalian instinct 
to want your body to have its own space. Um, and the fact that we put a system that is like a, a, a gazelle, a lion, don't nobody want to get shot at. Don't nobody want to get surprised by lights. And no animal, no person wants to be stopped or cuffed. And the fact that that's what the norm is, uh, is just like a, it's, yeah, it's just a violation of everything. And this shit bogus as hell. And, and, and it, 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 it's, it's crazy because it's usually the people who have been uh, um, isolated from institutions that can speak that language immediately, right? They're like, I'm not going for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to take off or, or, or get the fuck you, right? Like, like and I want to like really go back to this notion of anti-blackness of one, the way people talk about protests, the way people talk about uprising and the way people talk about young black people. Because I think there is this like indigenous abolitionist spirit in the streets, right? Like the idea of we not, the reason why police can't stop murders is because people in the streets don't fuck with the police, right? And like instinctively. And I want us to actually affirm that without affirming violence, right? With, without saying then the response is to react and to be reactive with violence. Because uh, the way people talk about protest and the way people demand protest of non-institutionalized people, just a, a teenager, right? Like a 20-some-year-old, a 16-year-old, an 18-year-old, that is one, I would say mentally ill, right? Cause I don't think healthy people just want to shoot people. Um, uh, you know, a young poor person probably in pop, you know, in a community that's experiencing poverty uh, to say, go protest that. And to try to hold that person equivalent to the power of Lori Lightfoot or the Chicago police department or Congress or banks or, 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 or Macy's or Target, right? To say that we should use the same tactics and have the same energy for a, 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 a 19 year old that ain't never had shit that is then doing fucked up things uh, to that of an institution that's profiting off intentionally doing fucked up things. That is, unfortunately, I, I don't know how else to put it, anti-blackness. Um, and that is something that the news teaches us to say. Uh, and I just want people to like work that response out of why don't y'all go protest over there or why do y'all just react when they kill us like yes we should we should be doing it more right like every saturday should feel like may 30th um and yeah that that's like that's the thing that's been like burning in my spirit whenever i hear that um yeah especially for people from a platform right like whenever i hear that from like a rapper or somebody that got whatever is on you know gonna use some type of amplification uh that really just breaks my heart uh, because you are helping white supremacy, even though I know it's coming from a place of pain and trauma, and we want to stop seeing our, our babies die, right? Like, I get it. That's why it's so complicated. Uh, but anti-Blackness is not going to get us there. we got to choose liberation. Uh, we got to take the resources we have that are not working to then empower us to actually create these solutions that we keep saying we need. So there's one thing I'm going to push back on you, and I'll Ooh, have to let's do it. Back. I'm happy that we have we have this space to do this because the streets need this conversation. I can't think mm -hmm. of a better person to have it with. So, mm -hmm. um, you said you said something about like rappers, people with a platform, and you also said something about like the police cannot solve murders because mm -hmm. people in the street don't fuck with the police. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that. We have to, we have to be, we have to be a little more honest about our situation and mm -hmm. and, and and our and 
and have a fuller picture of what's actually going on without just mm-hmm. circumstances like that. Because mm-hmm. I would say, I would argue that the police right now know exactly who killed the three-year-old, know exactly who killed the mm. 13-year-old, know exactly who killed the one-year-old. Mm. Um, because most people cooperate with the police. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most people mm-hmm. cooperate with the police. Um, yeah. You know, no, and, and we talk about platforms, so I'm happy you brought that up in the same thing, because most people on platforms will say that they will never snitch and will never cooperate <laughs> with the police. You know, that's the, the, the thing to do. Um, but but we just watched 6 uh, 9 go to trial with these uh, young black men and we, we saw how that played out and how the black community then still embraced his message or his music um, mm-hmm. upon his release. And and I, I was not surprised by that because I know that that is what's actually going on. Like as much as we talk about uh, what what do we do with the murderers, with the rapists, with the you know, with the snitches? Like we, they they are amongst us. They are here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, they are right here. This is our community. So we know that we're not doing anything about them because they're right here. Yeah. Uh, and and then that leads to a lot of the violence, the cycle of violence that we mm-hmm. see, because that is that then becomes the only way that people know how to hold each other accountable like people are being killed for cooperating with the police and then mm-hmm. people are, are, are being killed you know what i'm saying like it's, it's a lot going on there it's, it's really a lot more complex than to say we don't fuck with the lie. i would say that we have such an uphill battle in in what we're doing because people do fuck with the police whether or not they they really understand how deep they they fuck with the police or not <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's people who are not even arguing for the police it's people who would say exactly what we say and still fuck with the police you know it be niggas that lead protests and, and fuck with the work with the police you know <laughs> you know yeah no nah, i feel you on that so let me clarify like the 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 what I was saying, right? Because yeah, uh, people fall and the police wouldn't exist if it wasn't for cooperation. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I said the streets, I meant like the ideology of what what I've heard multiple times. It only got to be like I like saying street tribe. You sound real cool when you don't say gang. You say street street organization or or, or street tribe. You sound like you really with the shits with you <laughs> or you call it that. But like you know, from that position, what the ideology is not the practice. I've heard multiple times people say like, yeah, if somebody in my family was killed and I knew who did it, the, 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 the thinking is we do not tell the police that, right? Like even on my worst enemy, we're going to find other solutions. So that's what I was talking about. Was like I've heard that said multiple times and it might've been people flexing for interviews. It might've been people in a room who was drinking and smoking and like puffing up their chest. And if like something really did happen to their people, they might, but I've heard people talk about their actual people being lost and saying the solution for me is not calling, is, is not that right. Like we going to handle it or is, is this or that? Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm definitely not saying that like people just but, but then it, 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 it assumes that it's like a, a very passive process. Like the police aren't who the police are and we aren't who we are. Like there's no humanity in, in that scenario, right? Like, okay, so I don't call the police. That doesn't mean that they do not hear something from somewhere. They do not follow up. They do not then put me in a room and torture me. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot that, that goes into that. And then, so it's like, uh, not even to say that I, you know, I, I don't fuck with the police at all, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, people have been tortured. There, there are things that I, I just cannot say 
like you know yeah. risk your life in that way to no, like, definitely. like so that that's that's what happens in our communities like mm-hmm. that's police violence that's police brutality and it's like we have to pull out that whole extract that whole situation so that people who have been uh, who do fuck with the police for reasons that, you know what I'm saying, even they don't want to fuck with the police, but they have fucked with the police. Like, I want to bring you into the movement, too. Mm-hmm. I want to bring, mm-hmm. you know, I want to welcome you in, too. Mm-hmm. No, I don't necessarily agree with what you did, but I can hear, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I can receive what happened, how it happened, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and I and I can I can bring you back in, you know, because you you don't necessarily agree with with telling the police or anything like that but you you had an experience that led you to to act that way so if we're talking about uh accountability like it, it's a whole process of hearing people out right and not just yeah no no that's that's real i'm glad you pulled that out um because yeah i definitely don't want to shame anybody that you know even even like not even on street shit, like anybody that that has used this service uh, that is with our tax dollars that we've been taught to use. Like, that's not the point. Or anybody who's been in a situation and had to cooperate with giving information, right? Like, I now in this place would not do that, right? But, like, I can't say for my whole life that was my truth. Or, or like, when I got my house broken into growing up, right? Like, we called the cops and thought something was going to happen. Um, and so, you know, I've been illusioned in that. So that that's different from what I was trying to say. Like, on there is also a culture of, we don't use the state and i think people with access or people who have uh gotten used to the institutional norms uh that demonize or, or criticize or call it this this pathological behavior right uh, so i'm not trying to valorize not snitching uh but i'm also trying to honor that there's actually politics in that and so yeah. that's what I keep trying to pull out. It's like there's this, and it's class warfare too. That's something we don't really talk about, right? Like even even if you come from a certain environment, there once you get to a platform, right? Like that provides you class access. Um, and what I hear is that people with platforms are taught or automatically just like reflect or reproduce the ideas of the middle class, so that the middle class wants to hear, and it's usually at the expense of young black people, particularly young black people struggling, right? Uh, And so the thing that I also like want to say is that it is police themselves, right? Like you probably could could talk to this more, police themselves that cause conflict. And then the thing that I really wanna pull out is that the investment in police and the investment into this competition, into this, this just destruction of people's humanity and community also causes this conflict, right? And I think it's obvious, probably people watching us have thought of this before, right? But like, if if one, we got a, a sports and school system, right? Where like every school got beef with each other, we all play each other, we all hate each other, right? Um, and then at, at one time we had these large public housing, underfunded, under-resourced spaces that caused a lot of sickness and caused a lot of turmoil and then also caused these competitions, right? And then the city is competing with the county and then Oak Park is competing with the west side and then north side is competing with the south side, right? So all of this conflict is embedded, embedded into our system. And then you destroy some of that. You close those schools. You tear down those houses. You disperse those people without any type of system, right? And then at the same time, our economy is collapsing for the last 40 years. So ain't no wages going up. The, the, the jobs are decreasing. People working Uber and, 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 and you, know, all, you know, all the gig economy, right? So now people are com- competing for, for money, competing for attention. Uh, and now we're in all of this trauma, right? And that causes the, the instinct of like, you know, the, the, the fuck my ops logic of like just all my life, I got to compete for the best grade. I 
compete to get to the, the bathroom first because there's too many people in my house. It's just all of this competition and this conflict is embedded in how our system and our environment is organized. We and that and then we don't invest in nothing else besides torture and slavery as the response to all of that conflict and violence. And that just perpetuates the cycle and it, and it goes exponentially, right? And so that's what's happening in Chicago. And, so, and then what I hear is, oh, here is the results of that problem. Let's keep investing in the cause. Let's spend $10,000 to lock this person up. Let's make sure that there's more police on the street for the fourth, or let's get a bunch of activists in the room and it's no shade to nobody. Like, let's be proactive. But like, instead of let's make a, use the resources to invest in a healthy community, let's wait till it's the 4th of July and we're going to talk about death like it's a sports statistic, right? It's 102 this year. It was 101 last year. Well, 2%, right? There's no humanity. There's no naming. Like, was it the two six and the Kings? Was it the Cobras? Was it insane? Was it young, right? Like, there are real people in real tension and real conflict, real beef. They don't talk about why, who those people are. It's just these numbers. And then we're going to invest in having a bunch of cops and doing some cool things. And, you know, we're going to have some bouncy houses instead of giving people food, shelter, and medicine and making sure that they're bodies are in balance um, and creating healthier, more cooperative environments, right? So that's the big picture. I'm sure you could probably pull out like on the actual streets, like day to day, how also the police are just escalating conflict and that is not gonna be the solution. That is the problem. Uh, or whatever else I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think what I wanna pull out from that uh, is you talked about it being a class struggle. Um, so I, I think uh, we, we should expand upon that in, in this conversation to help people who don't really understand that because I think what, what is different about this moment in time, this moment in, in a movement that has been happening for hundreds of years, uh, what is different about right now is that there is a huge resistance for us to name ourselves poor for us to associate ourselves with a, a working class and a struggling class, uh, a movement of struggle. Um, we have seen what, with technology and with celebrity and uh, tokenism, mm. like now that we know that we can sell drugs and rap and become a billionaire, and like, you know, then it's like, okay, then I'll, I'll do that, you know, um, instead of like continuing this, this collective struggle. Uh, so, so there's, there's so much resistance for us to identify on that level. Um, and, and I think that it, it, it really does so much harm to our movement because throughout history, that's what we've seen move people. That's what we've seen move people. Right. You know, the, the idea that this is about class, this is about right. um, how dare you feel Fuck like I am going to do all the work and you are going to reap all the profit. You know, this is what this is what has led revolutions across the world. Um, <laughs> and, but but we are in a moment right now where we have such resistance. We have so so much hatred for for poor people yeah. um, that that we can't even see. Like we we we. We think of everything in terms of race, like, because it's a little easier to not think about capitalism and how we have internalized and um, have strived to be capitalist in our society. So so we can we can talk about blackness because that's that's easier. We can easily condemn someone who is who is black, it's, you know, like even the, the police thing, like it's hard for us to talk about black police officers killing black people without this note of black on black crime. And it's like, this is, 
this is about jobs. This is about one group of people who have jobs <laughs> as police officers uh, attacking another workforce of people, you know, for whatever our jobs may be, right? But it is not police officers, you know, you are- People with bad jobs and no jobs. That's, that's who the police are for. It's only for people in jail, right? Like, like rich people, wealthy people are not arrested. But so what, I, what I want to say is that people. we know that it's not about whether or not we have jobs or not, because then yes. that's how race comes comes into it too, right? Because then it's not necessarily just about uh, whether you have a job or not, because I, I'm going to assume maybe that you don't have a job or you don't have a job that I approved of because of your race now, you know? So it gives me a whole nother another buffer to say that what I'm doing is, is justified. It's just in some way because I have this job and because you are black. Yeah. Yeah. What well, you, you, man, you was talking about like that, that, that Jay-Z shit. Like there's another place of like accountability. Uh, I talked about rap, with you know, I'm, I am a, a child. I am, I am birthed in the hip hop culture. Um, and that's the, the word I'm using is bougie patriarchy, right? Like it got real cute to be bougie over these last 20, 30 years, and hip hop has perpetuated that. And it's usually, and also, you know, I think from all genders, and it's usually through this pa patriarchal, I'm the man, even if you're not a man, but like, I'm the man, I'm, I'm the one, I'm competing. And so I just put those together, like bougie patriarchy. You pretty much were like 12 out of every 16 bars in the verse is about. Um, and yeah, we've really internalized that and it, it, it creates, it perpetuates, or it makes a lot of space for anti-blackness and internalizing our oppression during this time. Um, uh, dang, what's something else you said? I don't know, you, you, you spent a lot of shit. What's something else you said I want to respond to? Uh, oh, black on black crime, right? Like, I, I feel like obvious, but I just gotta like, say it again. Like, that is a racist term. That is not something that exists. That was only said in response to people talking about racist violence, right? Like, that was not something that was said before there was either mob violence or police violence. And as a response to say, don't talk about that, they you they it's a political I wish I had like a source of like when it was. But like at some point in the last 40 to 50 years, they, there was a day where they made up this term as a way to support racism. And so when black people say, what about black on black violence? As opposed to what about Marshawn and 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 Steven, you know what I'm saying? Like instead of saying what about the, you know, what about the BDs and their internal civil war or the BDs, instead of actually humanizing or, or going to like a different cultural identity of what's actually going on? Or what about the fact that black men are killing their partners and killing black women at an un, un, you know, alarming rate? That's also never talked about in this air quote black on black crime. It's only this really sensationalized news ready story about this, this black masculine competition. Um, and, and that gets brought up. So I give an old lady like, hey, let's stop slavery and torture. And she says to me, yo, what about black on black crime, right? Like, we're going to need this slavery and torture because these niggas is crazy and they're going to be killing each other unless we bring slavers and torturers here. Um, could, you, could you imagine, just could you imagine, could you imagine being in Germany? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, what about Jewish on Jewish crime? Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. You know, but they had they put whole laws in place for that. They put whole, you know, it's a crime to do that, to talk about uh the, the Jewish culture without 
acknowledging what uh, anti-Semitism <laughs> has done to the culture. It's a crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I want to when I want to pull that out about when we talk about anti-blackness, I think people should really look up anti-Semitism and and think about how powerful uh, of a movement that could be. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we have whole other countries who have agreed to say, like, we will not talk about the the Jewish experience like that. And we're not we affirming, and we will further, right? Like, and that is a good example, right? Like, that is so much better than the reality. Just to clarify, because I know people, you know, hear buzzwords and might take that like left. Like, that is a great example. I just wanted to. Yeah, but to <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, so so what I what I want us to to think about, and I know we don't have much time here, so um, to close out thinking about is, um, I I personally believe that black people are owed land in this country. Are owed uh, we, you know, people talk about a, a black Wall Street, and and I feel like that's that's you know we could dream bigger. <laughs> 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 Like, dream, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's cute. You know, that's real cute. But we could dream a lot bigger. Like we, we are, we are owed a lot more. Like you know, saying Black Wall Street is something we did. They are supposed to do shit. You know, like they owe us something yeah. for real. Um, so we need our own lands, and I think that they need to fund everything that happens in our government that we determine for ourselves. Like, but they need to fund it for at least four hundred years. <laughs> um, you know, but maybe we don't even need that maybe 40 years you know maybe 40 years right but you but but you owe us a, a lot more you know so i'm talking about defunding the police i want to bring it back to that i'm thinking about that money being reparations exactly it's, <laughs> it's abolishing reparations for for a whole class that has been the 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 backbone of this this capitalist superpower that that america is now today I always say, or not always say, that's, I'm going lie. I always think <laughs> that, it, you know, it's, 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 it's like one phrase. For me, it's abolish and repair. Um, and so, you know, we could do a better job of saying that more. Uh, I, I feel like I try to keep people focused. So if you say too much, people might get distracted. So like, let's just talk about what we need to talk about while we can. Uh, but for me, abolition is the inverse or is the yin and yang. It is, it is, a, it is one practice with reparation. Uh, and so that's another thing I want people to pull out is like when you step in the way of us abolishing the system, you are standing against reparations. And you may not know that, right? Uh, and so for people who are listening, we probably agree. I'm just trying to put some more wind in your sails and then also give you some like talking points or some way to think when you're talking to people that, you know, maybe struggling or maybe challenging you. Um, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Reparations. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're saying. So uh, I, I want to add something. I, I want to add something in that just because I think it's important. Uh, when we talk about reparations, um, I feel like it becomes such a divisive conversation. Um, and it's interesting because I think when we talk about, when we think about war in a larger context, um, then we know that a lot of people who participate in, in a victory in war then get spoils of that war, right? Mm -hmm. Like someone, you know, everyone mm -hmm. gets something. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, when, when I think about the American Revolutionary War being a global imperial war, Right. Yeah. Um, then this needs to be a global yeah. uprising 
um, of people who have been colonized, right? Yep. And it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, so I, I feel like it has to be, it has to be a, a black American revolution, like because we don't have any other word for but black, you know. So, so this anti-blackness, this it's it's so detrimental because what what we are naming when we say black is so humongous, you know. It's, it's so humongous. It's not my skin color. It's not you know. What I'm saying you don't know yeah. what it's not that right. It's the universe. What I say, well, you know what I mean when I say blackness is something you should be fighting for. I mean freedom. Right? I mean, liberty. Yeah. Right? It's something that you should be fighting for, too. The same way that you identify yourself with whiteness and that being liberty and that being freedom. Like we we, we see now, OK, y'all thought so, but that's not right. You know, so you know, I don't think of me as just necessarily a black lead. I think that's why I get so much. So it, it, it gets diluted. The, the yeah. movement gets so diluted because yeah. you, you can't just think of me as as the leader that this country needs. Not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Not, not that black people need, but but that this whole nation needs, that yeah. the whole world needs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You're saying that shit. So back to the reparations. Like, yeah, let's let's just put it back to Chicago. Right. We talking about one point eight billion. So. That's just the tip of the iceberg because we're coming for way more after that. But 1.8 billion a year, also. So, so not just one time. That is enough to guarantee. Here, here's a here's an imagination of reparations. How about anybody that is black or has direct connection to Jim Crow segregation, um, incarceration, um, um, contract leasing, obviously plant you know plantation and chattel slavery, um, three generations of free housing. You know what we would do if we were able to give three generations of babies a, a guaranteed place to stay? You know what I'm saying? You know how many solutions? So even when people say, what are the solutions? The solutions are for me. I'm trying to make sure that the schools have a trillion more dollars so that the kids can figure it out, right? So stop, stop getting in my way of trying to give us what we need to build what we want. Um, and and it, it is a generational project and reparations is not going to just be a check or just a law or just an ordinance or just a one time thing. Right. Like it is a reformation is a process in the same way. Abolition and revolution are process repair the, the reparation the process of repair is this multi-generational thing. And they have the resources to do it. And so you are talking about global revolution. You're talking about global uprising. And I just want to promote two ways that that comes. And it's the, mar the marriage of the two. It happens, and let's separate them, right? It happens organically, and it happens in organized fashion, right? So also, in terms of our internalized anti-Blackness, stop conflating the two. So once you see organic uprising, once you see phone once you see shorties outside with their instincts turning up on the system, once you see the, 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 the stores burning, I also want to give an analogy of that. People complaining about what we call looting. I'll just say, I'll call it confiscating. Uh, when you start talking about products in the stores, that's like talking about the cotton in the plantation burning in the in the uprising, right? Like, think about where your priorities are if you see that and you think it's a problem when you start talking about what's going on with the stores or with corporations or with businesses. Um, so it's going to happen organically and we should, we should affirm it because that happens with any people, not just black people. If you oppress people to a certain place, they're going to rise up. They're going to throw rocks at tanks. Uh, shit's going to burn. And then it's going to be organized. Right. Um, so there's going to be protests. And one, we not just like, I only have called like three protests in my entire life. And people think like protest is all we do. Protesting is the most accessible just easiest way to oppose power um, and to start thinking politically. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of action. Don't don't bring your critiques of organic uprising of people to then say 
I'm going to push back against or have issue with organized intentional effort that we support each other. Right. And like, we're never going to criticize the organic uprising of our people, but it's not organized. Right. So people might do something bad. Somebody might get hurt. It might be scary. It might be ugly. Don't oppress people to the place where they want to burn shit. And then that won't happen. But when it does, it's too late. So you should affirm that and then go support the organized side that's trying to build it and just trying to give away food and water and do child care and paint our little pictures and wrap our little raps and, you know, write our little policies, right? Like if, if we've been doing the proactive thing this whole time. That's another thing. People see the, the organic and then the news puts it all up and makes it really scary looking. And then they say, man, we so reactive. And like I used to have to like take that on the chin. But like now I've been doing and I not just me, like. I am a part of a we. We've been doing six to 10 years of really quality, proactive work. People have been, been responding. People have been intervening. People have been sheltering people. Sister Survivor. We've been putting people in home, right? Like we try to do food drives. Mutual, we, are, we have been doing those things. And you never talk about it. It does not get on the news. It's not something to report. It is not something to profit from. So you don't know about it. So then don't use your ignorance about organizing to then inflame this view you're getting about organic uprising. Um, to then allow you to be comfortable in your internalized anti-blackness. Um, so yeah, that's a big thing for me too, right? Like, why? See, why y'all out here in the streets now? Blah, blah, blah. It's like the people who are calling for demands or writing petitions, these niggas been doing homework, they've been having meetings, you know what I'm saying? Like, respect people's work. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just really, it just breaks my heart that like in the midst of tragedy, we have a baby dying, right? Like we have young girls being, you know, being violated all these terrible ways our trans sisters are being just killed in the streets and people the people who are trying to figure out how to respond to that when we have to pull away our energy um to then take critique from our people that they're using the same language of white supremacy uh it's just a really i'm, I'm sounding like i'm angry but it's actually just like a really sad thing for me uh and so i, I thank you for like giving me some space to like help talk some of it out uh, and i knew you would be able to like you know, really facilitate, make it big and small. Um, yeah, and just and just just show up. You know, if you really feel compelled and you really feel hurt, you can just show up. Um, yeah, what you got? I appreciate this conversation. I know that it it, it did something for someone okay. who was watching. So I, I want to thank you for for entering this this conversation with me. Um, uh, let me see. What do I want to to close this out on based on what I just heard from you? Um, I was in Garfield Park. Had some white people in Garfield Park uh, who came to see Cole Bennett because Lyrical Lemonade had sponsored this West Side cleanup uh, that Caleb did. Um, so it was white people there. All right. And I told them, like, look, it looked to me like y'all came to take a picture. I don't know why you got this white shirt on. You got these white shoes on. You got on G Pezos. I understand. You're going to get dirty. Um, I'm your overseer today, honey. <laughs> you silly. <laughs> I'm your overseer today, honey. Um, <laughs> but while I'm talking to them like that, I go find this young black girl who's sitting in a park and I talk to her about her looting experience. And I tell her that she's a radical. 
She's a revolutionary. The movement needs her. We love her. We over here making white people clean up because we know that it's their fault, the mess that is in this community. We know it's not your fault, baby girl. Uh, so I want you to come come see me perform at this at this rally. Come come meet some of my friends who maybe could help your friends who have legal problems uh, problems now because of what they participated in, you know. But but that's radical. We love you. Rosie. Daniel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look who's here in the studio. It's me. How's it feel to be in here? Well, I was a little nervous uh -huh. earlier, but mm -hmm. now I'm a little more calm. Wonderful. And I'm staring directly <laughs> into your eyes. But we do that all the time anyway. Yeah, but there's not always all this equipment in between us. Well, maybe this will help. Let's play a game. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe like a taboo. Taboo. Like I'll give you some clues and then you'll have to guess what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Does that know, make sense? I know how to play taboo, Daniel. Oh, you'd prefer if I did not taboo explain? Yes, please. All right, let's get started. Timer on the clock. Ooh. All right, first up. Okay. It's an independent podcast app. Got it. It embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Mm-hmm. It has no exclusives. Mm-hmm. No premium content. All right. No paywalls. Great. And it's a great podcast app for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you think you know it? I think I do. Huh. What do you think it is? Sounds like the Overcast app. Beep, 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 beep. Toots got it. Yay. Look at that. I win. Nicely done. How does one get the app? Well, if one were to want to get the app, one could get it for free in the app store. Fantastic. Cool. You going to check it out? I might. Very wonderfully noncommittal. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye.